Hi, you're listening to the Connect Your Health to Life coaching podcast. I'm your host, Seth Lusk. I am a self-image coach and empowerment coach with a decade-long background in working in the health, fitness, and nutrition industry. If you're anything like I was or the way that my clients currently are, then you might be struggling with body image issues, self-image issues, or issues with confidence. You might be trying to figure out why you can't take the ideas that you have for living your healthiest and most fulfilling life and turn them into lifelong actions. So join me in this podcast as we dive in deep on topics of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. We're going to look from the perspective of an authentic and empowering mindset and from self-awareness, self-love, and of course, how we can start taking authentic self-action towards living that healthy and fulfilling life that you know you're here to live. I'm going to bust through some of the illusions and myths that we've all been taught to believe along the way and offer you confidence and clarity. I'm so excited to have you on this journey with me. So the only question is, are you ready to find out how you can start living your most authentic and fulfilling life once and for all? Then let's get started, shall we? Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Those of you listening in for the first time, welcome, welcome. I'm going to say this again, even though I say it every week, you picked an amazing week to join us if this is your first time listening. Um, I have a topic today for you that is obviously near and dear to my heart as a coach um, because we're talking all about the idea of hiring a coach today. We're going to answer so many questions surrounding the idea of coaching and hiring a coach. And what I'm hoping this episode will bring to you is um, more of a sense of clarity and confidence Um, If you are someone who has been even just a little bit in the background considering hiring a coach, so you feel more confident in knowing whether or not you want to hire a coach and in deciding what coach is right for you. Because if you haven't already started looking for a coach, you don't know this, but if you have, you do, there are a lot of coaches out there and a lot of different kinds of coaches out there. And Unfortunately, as a business becomes popular, you know, there are people that are going to and and becomes monetarily successful. There are going to be people that jump on the train and take on the label of coach that aren't necessarily actually what I would call a coach. Just kind of like with personal training when that was a big thing. There were so many people calling themselves a personal trainer, but they had no idea what they were doing. Same thing is happening now with the coaching industry as people are recognizing, hey, you know, these coaches, they're they're successful, they're needed, and because they're needed, there's a huge opportunity to make money here. Because of this, a lot of business people are jumping on the train of coaching and put taking on the label of coach. And I wouldn't necessarily call them a coach. And I'm not trying to say that they're bad people and that what they're doing isn't helpful, but I would say it doesn't fall under the label of coach. And I'm going to explain more of that in this episode. So today, all about coaching. Can you see why I might be excited about talking about this today? (laughs) So I want to start off talking about or answering the question, who needs a coach? Um, So I believe virtually everyone... (laughs) Everyone needs a coach in the 21st century. Just like, you know, a couple of years ago, everyone pretty much had like a personal trainer or someone that they went to for exercise and diet advice. I would say now, instead of having a personal trainer, everyone having a personal trainer, 
while I'm not trying to say that personal trainers aren't important or aren't helpful in any way, I would say not everybody actually needs a personal trainer. Um, and actually, they need a coach first before they consider hiring a personal trainer. This is why I transitioned from being a personal trainer to being a coach is because so many of the people that I was working with as a personal trainer, I noticed they had these patterns in the way that they would approach their exercise and their nutrition. And it was like, I couldn't touch it. I couldn't touch the pattern because I was just their personal trainer. I was just their nutrition specialist. So they wouldn't talk to me about, you know, their inner dialogue with themselves. They wouldn't talk to me about the the underlying trauma that, that from their childhood that led them to where they are right now, struggling with their relationship with their body and their weight in food. And so... I could only like offer them these surface level changes that weren't actually changing the underlying issue. And I was getting frustrated and they were getting frustrated. And so I discovered coaching and then recognized that a lot of what I was learning in coaching transitioned over into the struggles that my clients were facing and decided to become a coach. So I would say virtually everyone in the world now needs a coach in some area of their life. And if you're considering hiring a personal trainer, I would say, I'm not saying not to get a personal trainer, but either get a coach first or hire a coach that also offers personal training or hire a coach and a personal trainer. Because the personal trainer is there to give you exercises, to give you structure around your exercise, but they're not there to deal with the reason why it is that you feel like you need someone to force you to exercise, why it is that you got to where you are right now, where you're needing a personal trainer and needing to start exercising to take care of your health. Why did you let your health get out of control in the first place? And that's what a coach deals with. A coach deals with that on the very base underlying levels and helps solve for that. And then on top of that, personal training can help because of course, yes, if you have specific goals and exercise, you know, a personal trainer is going to have expertise in being able to teach you, you know, which exercises are going to be the most beneficial to build up strength in certain muscles according to what you're wanting to do with them. Or um, if you have certain problem areas in your body, they know which muscles to build up to help support that area to maybe, like if you're having knee pain or lower back pain or joint pain in your hips, they can help you with the, the correct stretches and exercises to build up the muscles in those areas to relieve the pain. So in this way, a personal trainer can help. So anyways, back to who needs a coach? Everyone. I say everyone. But I'm going to go on and, and explain why. Because I see... So many people suffering with a lack of empowerment in their lives, and coaching solves for that. I also see so many people who don't truly know who they are. They're waiting around for other people to tell them, or they want to know who they are, but they're not sure that they're allowed to know it, so they're waiting on other people to approve of who they want to know that they are before they will approve it in themselves. And so therefore, I see so many people living these inauthentic and disempowered lives, and coaching solves for that. So... If you're someone who has changes that you want to make in your behavior patterns and you want to make them lifelong and you want them to be authentic, then you need to hire a coach. If you're someone who's tried multiple times to create sustainable lifestyle changes and it hasn't worked, you need to hire a coach. If you're someone who feels unfulfilled in life and can't figure out why, then you need a coach. If you're someone with a goal that you want to achieve and you have no idea where to start, you need a coach. 
If you're someone who believes that you have no goals in life and that there's no point in setting them, you need a coach. (laughs) If you're someone who struggles with confidence, body image issues, self-image issues, you need a coach. If you're someone who is struggling to make changes to how you are taking care of your body that you know that you want to make, but for some reason you can't figure out how to motivate yourself to make those changes, guess what? You need a coach. If you're someone who believes that you're lazy and you have no motivation and that you therefore can't accomplish anything in your life, then you need a coach. If you're someone who finds yourself constantly criticizing yourself internally or even outwardly in your conversations with other people, you need a coach. If you're someone who finds yourself being extremely emotionally reactive in your life and cannot seem to quote-unquote get caught up or get ahead or get yourself organized, you're constantly just reacting instead of having a plan, then you need a coach. If you're someone who believes that you are designed to be getting more out of your life but don't know what or how, then you need a coach. All right. So I think that pretty much describes everyone listening today. One of these probably describes you. And this is why I say virtually everyone in the world today can benefit from having a coach. So if you're thinking about hiring a coach, stop thinking about it and do it. We're going to go on and talk about a little bit more because I could literally go on and on and on about ways in which a coach could help you and ways in which you might need a coach to help you. And I would say in the 21st century, having a coach is very similar to having like a primary physician. Everyone needs one and could greatly benefit from one. So let's look at what is coaching and why is coaching so effective? I want to start off by kind of comparing coaching to a few other things that I think get confused with coaching quite often. And a lot of people label themselves as a coach when they're actually one of these things that I'm about to talk about. Coaching is different from mentoring, consulting, advising, and teaching in the fact that coaching does not just pass on information to a client. Coaching empowers the client to make decisions for themselves and to find those answers within themselves and shows shows the client where to look to find those answers. This is not to say when you hire a coach that they won't possibly have some expertise in the field in which you're wanting to grow or that you have goals. And They will probably have some, and at some point in the coaching relationship, they will probably offer you this expertise as like opinion or as some information for you to learn or to consider. But coaching differs in the fact that there is more question asking to get the client to search more within themselves and become aware of their inner power and resources to find their own answers that they haven't been allowing themselves to access. Coaching helps a person to access that. Also, therapy. Coaching is different from therapy. It's different in the fact that it doesn't focus on diagnosing mental disorders or treating mental disorders. And although coaching methods can treat some underlying causes of mental disorders, such as anxiety, depression, and phobias, coaching is more focused on empowering a person to thrive in their life, whereas therapy is more there to help a person get to a level where they're able to survive in their life. They're able to show up in their life and just have a job and to function. Therapy is focused on getting a person to a functioning level. And then after that, I mean, sure, people stay in therapy for years and can use therapy to help um, sort of 
thrive a little bit more in their life. But I would say at that point in time, therapy is actually becoming more coaching. And there are a lot of therapists out there that also have um, certifications in coaching and will coach their clients once they're at a level to receive that coaching. So therapy and counseling spend more time looking into the past and solving trauma and trying to um, diagnose and treat mental disorders to get a person to a place of functioning. While coaching, it will look into the past, and it will deal with looking at those traumas and the stories surrounding them. Coaching is designed to focus on how this is going to be used to create a new and empowered future and an empowered lifestyle for the client. Another way in which coaching differs, again, from therapy and the previous mentioned things, is that in coaching, the client has all the power. A coach can offer advice to consider, but in the end, the client is the one who makes all of the decisions. They decide the rate at which the change in the growth happens. The coach is there to support that and ask the right questions and allow the client to see more clearly what it is that the client actually wants to do, not what the coach wants the client to do. Now, that's not to say that the coach won't offer an opinion because this this happens, you know, coaches can offer advice and offer their opinion, offer their feedback, but in the end, the client is the one that has to decide whether or not this feedback is going to be taken as, yes, that feels genuine for me, I want to do it, or that's something I'm going to consider and think about and find a way later that maybe it's authentic for me, or it's something that, no, I don't want that, I don't want to consider that, that's not what I want to do. And what I want to say is, this is what I see happening very often, um, with coaches that have expertise in a particular area in which the client has come to the coach for coaching. And so when there's a lot of expertise in the area, the coach will tend to offer a lot of that expertise. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But what I want to caution is that this isn't actually the process of coaching. This is advice giving. And this is just one of the many things that a coach can do. All right. So in coaching. The coach and the client focus on what is wanted from life, not what is wrong with the life. And this is another way in which coaching differs from a lot of the various other things that I just mentioned. The cl- the coach and the client are going to focus on skills and powers that the client actually has, not on how the client is broken and what they don't have. And I've a lot of like mentoring, consulting, teaching, therapy, counseling focuses on what is wrong. And coaching tries, I mean, it's not that we're not going to look at, as a coach, what it is that we want to change. But the focus is, where do we have the power to create that change? So coaching supports the client in becoming who they want to be, not who the coach or any other person wants the client to be, by focusing on the power that the client has. It's all about genuineness. It's all about authenticity for the client and giving the client their power back in their life not creating more dependency on something else to fix them and solve their life for them or show them what they should want to do with their life. Because this is what I see with a lot of consulting and advising and even with like personal trainers is that they all have an opinion of this is what you should be doing with your body, with your life. And instead of really taking the time to understand what the client wants and figuring out how to create that in their life in a healthy way for them. So coaching differs in that way. Coaching focuses on what the client has and how to use those things to create the life that the client truly wants. 
Coaching focuses on helping the client to uncover their their genuine wants in life. And it does this by asking questions that uncover a lot of the external expectations that the client may have subconsciously taken on to themselves and their lives to not even allow them to see their own true and genuine wants. So coaching is is effective because of this unique approach of asking the right questions to get the client's genuine wants and values out in the open so that they can see them clearly and to help them establish a genuine image of themselves. And then coaching empowers the client to use all of that to start creating the life that they're truly desiring to live. So coaching is effective because it uses this this approach to create change. And it's not coming from the perspective that the client is broken and needs to change to be good enough. In the coaching relationship, the client is empowered to make changes that they genuinely want to make, but recognize that they don't have to do so to be good enough. They're already good enough. And so they can do this at a pace that is genuine for them and to learn to love the process and the process of the growth and the change, not the fact that they have to get the result in order to finally feel good enough. Coaching differs in that area from a lot of other mentoring and advising and personal training sort of approaches. So this leads to lifelong changes because the client isn't changing out of resistance to themselves and they're not changing out of expectations that they think other people have from them. And they're not trying to change at someone else's pace that someone else is telling them, this is how fast you need to change this. And if you're not changing it this fast, then you're not doing it good enough. It's not, coaching is not about telling someone what they should change and how fast they should change it. So what is coaching then? The internal coaching community defines coaching as the process to help a person change in the way that they wish, and then helping them go into the direction that they want to go. So it helps a person change in the way that they wish to change. But also, here's an interesting thing, it also helps them to change in the way that they wish. And what I mean is the way in which they wish things from their life. It helps them to change that because they start to become empowered and recognize, I'm allowed to want more from my life. So it actually changes the way that they wish. (laughs) So it changes, it helps the person to change in the way that they wish and also change the way that they wish. And then it helps them to go into the direction that they want to go, not the direction the coach wants them to go. And that's a huge thing, uh, difference between coaching and a lot of the other fields that I mentioned earlier. Notice here, the client's wishes are what's important and where they want to go in life is what's important. That's where the power is. This is the fundamental difference between coaching and either teaching, therapy, counseling, consulting, mentoring, all of that. This is not to say that in coaching that there cannot be some aspects of consulting, teaching, counseling, or mentoring, but the overall goal of coaching is to empower the client to take changes and find their authentic way. Coaches will, of course, offer their feedback on your actions, choices, beliefs, and thoughts. But in the end, it is the client who has the power to choose what to do with them, if anything. And this is a huge part of what makes coaching so effective. The client is able to make choices in the end, not needing an advisor to tell them what choices to make or what choices they should make. They're able to take actions 
without someone standing there and being like, these are the actions you need to take or should take. They're able to be aware of their own thoughts and their power and their responsibility in their life. That's what makes coaching so effective and so different from these other fields. So, what do you need to look for when hiring a coach? Because I feel like that is an important question to answer and something that a lot of people are maybe a bit lost on. Some of the things that I've noticed about coaches that I have worked with and people who I've spoken to who have worked with coaches, it's led me to like some, some qualities and traits that I think you should look for in a coach, as well as some questions that you should maybe ask yourself before hiring a specific coach. Okay, so number one, do you feel safe, understood, and unjudged by your coach? Now, <clears throat> coaches are there to give you their unbiased feedback. And they are going to offer advice. They are going to offer perspective. And sometimes this perspective can trigger a person to feel like they are being judged. And a coach will work on a client with that. But here's the thing. When you're able to move past that and know that your coach is only offering the feedback to you to open you to seeing ways in which your thoughts, beliefs, and actions are stopping you from living the life you want to be living and also to offer these as a way to show you that there are other ways to look at this. See, a lot of people when they come to a coach, it's like their way of thinking, their way of seeing things is the only way and that's why they feel trapped. And so coaches will kind of offer some feedback, some questions to get the client to see there are actually other ways to look at this. Now, you don't have to take them, but you've got to stop treating this as if it's just a fact. You need to recognize this is only your perspective, only your opinion, and you're allowed to have it, but you have to recognize this is your choice to have it. And you have power there to change it when you're ready. So you can stop telling yourself, I have no choice in this situation. And so once you're able to move past that and not feel like this is judgment, Instead, it's seeing that your coach wants you to see where you have ability to grow and change towards the version of you that you want to be. So this is a huge distinction to make. You don't want to feel judged by your coach, but at the same time, you need to pay attention to if you do feel judged by your coach, is it because the coach is actually judging you or is it because you feel like someone offering you feedback or a different perspective than yours is judgment because that's that's a distinction to make here. Okay. It's also important to recognize coaches are humans and they're not immune to having judgmental thoughts. Okay? I even catch myself in coaching sessions having thoughts of judgment come up. But here's the key here with coaching. As a coach, it's that we have to not allow our personal judgments that may come into our mind when a client is telling us something to affect our ability to coach someone. So for instance, I have clients that come to me that want to be coached into doing things that I don't 1,000% agree with. And I could immediately be like, no, no, that's the, that's the wrong goal. And try and be like, this is the goal that you want. I could do that. But then I'm taking on the role of advisor. And I'm teaching this client more that they're broken and they're not even able to set their own goals rather than empowering them in this situation. So instead what I do is I, I go through questioning to get clear on whether or not this goal is actually genuine and authentic for them, or if it's a goal that maybe they took on because someone else told them that this should be their goal, or they think that it will impress a certain someone in them, that therefore then they'll feel validated once this person is impressed with them for accomplishing that goal. 
And so once I can get clear with the client on the fact that this goal is a goal that they want and that they're not doing it for someone else, I as a coach need to be able to put aside my judgments and opinions about that goal, unless they're asked for, and coach the person into achieving that goal, whether or not I like the goal or not. Sometimes it may even be a goal that I know could be a bit self-destructive. And what I need to do is, or what I do is I choose to recognize that maybe this person needs to try and achieve this goal and see its destructiveness. Maybe that's part of their learning experience is that they need to, they need to experience that. So I may be the person that needs to guide them through that lesson, guide them into exploring this goal, guide them to reaching that point where they see its destructiveness and recognize maybe this isn't what I want. And then that instead of because if I wasn't there as their coach, then they may slip into guilt and shame and regret and then give up on setting goals. So I, as a coach at this moment, get to step in and say, this was part of your learning process. This doesn't mean you did something wrong. This was the lesson you needed to learn to find your true goal here. And sometimes this happens. And as a coach, I need to be willing to sit back and let the client go through that part of the process and support them through it and be there to hold them together and lift them back up when they want to slip down into guilt, shame, and regret when they finally see the lesson and going after this goal. So... While as a coach, I will offer feedback and give opinions on things, it is important that my client not feel judged by me telling them they shouldn't pursue this goal. And I as a coach need to set aside my judgments and be able to support my client in their authentic journey, even if I'm scared, even if I don't like it. That's part of being a coach. And part of being the client of a coach or a coachee is that you need to make sure that you hire a coach that once you're able to recognize the coaching process and that that process is not about judgment, that you don't feel judged by your coach. And here's the reason why. You're going to have to talk about a lot of intimate things in your life in coaching. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes up that's deep and intimate and dark maybe and emotionally traumatizing even. And you need to be able to trust that your coach isn't going to judge you for them. You know, I have clients that come to me with secrets that they haven't told anyone before. And they need to be comfortable enough with me that I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you're so weird. Or that's so gross. I can't believe you. They need to trust that in me in order to be able to open that part of their life up to me. And I need to be able to see that part of their life in order to be help, be able to help fully guide them into the change that they want to make. Because if I can't see those parts, I can't understand where the resistance is coming from, where the trouble is coming from and being able to achieve the goal that they have. So this is why it's so important in the coaching relationship that it is a space of non-judgment. And that when judgment does slip in, that both the coach and the coach E work together to remove that judgment from the situation and get back to a space of non-judgment. That's what gives the coaching relationship power. And to my coaches out there, because I know that I have some, some friends of mine that listen to this podcast that are also coaches. I want to say it is also your right to say, hey, I am not judging you, but I do not know how effectively... I can coach you through this because of some of my personal beliefs. And that doesn't mean my beliefs are right and yours are wrong, but I'm saying that I don't know if I can 
move these beliefs aside enough to coach you effectively. And therefore, I would like to recommend you to another coach who can best support you in this journey. This is so important as coaches that we recognize that this is sometimes our most professional and best choice that we can make as a coach and for the client. And it does not reflect on you being a good or bad coach. It's simply part of being human. And for us as coaches, we need to recognize that it is not our job to convince clients to change their mind about their goal or something so that we feel comfortable coaching them. And it's not our job to try and force ourselves to coach someone on something that we genuinely cannot effectively coach them on. It doesn't make you a bad coach. You're still a great coach. It's okay to hand clients off to other coaches who have either less judgment in this area or have more expertise in that area and can help and serve this client better. So, number one, be sure you feel unjudged, understood, and safe by your client. And by understood, I mean, does the coach listen to you in a way where you feel like they fully hear you? And I don't just mean your words, but what you mean by them. Do they take the time to make sure that they understand what you mean by the words that you're saying? Do you feel like how they listen to you, you feel heard by them? And do they ask questions in which it sounds like they're, they're wanting to hear you better? When you feel all these things, you're obviously going to develop a sense of trust and safety. And this is a huge sign when you feel that, that this is probably the coach for you. Okay? If you feel that trust and that safety with this person, that's a huge sign. This is probably the coach for you. Okay, so number two. Does the coach focus more on giving advice and opinions Or do they focus on asking questions to find your beliefs, thoughts, and opinions on something? And again, this is not to say that your coach will never offer advice or perspective or opinion or feedback. The key here is whether or not you feel like you have to believe or follow that opinion, advice, or feedback according to what the coach wants from you. Or do you feel empowered to take the opinion, take the thought, take the feedback, and then use it in a way that feels true for you, even if that means not using it? So the next part of this to look at is how much the coach actually asks you questions. In the beginning especially, the coach's goal is to learn about you, your life, your wants, your goals, and to have a clear picture of you and where you are and why. So what you want to look at is do they ask you questions that cause you to feel like they are really wanting to learn you? It's like they are your student at that point in time in learning you and your life. And do, do they make you feel like that? Do you, or well, they can't make you feel like that, but do you feel like that around them? Do you feel like they're wanting to get into your world so that they can understand it and help you find your way in it in the way that you want to move through it? Powerful questions are one of the key tools for coaching that makes it so effective and also so different. And unfortunately, it's also one of the tools that I see being used less and less frequently by a lot of people who label themselves as a coach. They take, instead, they take on kind of like the role of advisor or mentor to their clients, not being their client's coach. And again, what I want to say as a coach, we wear many hats. One of those hats is advisor and mentor, but it is one small hat out of thousands that we wear as a coach. 
So, does this coach seem to wear the hat of advisor as their main or only hat? If so, they might not actually be a coach. They may be an advisor and confused about their job and be calling themselves a coach, but really what they want to be is an advisor. So proceed with caution in this area if you see this trend with a prospective coach. It doesn't always mean that they cannot be an effective coach, but just recognize that you can expect more roles than advisor from your coach and that it's okay to ask for those roles from the coach you are working with. So if, you're, if the coach you're thinking about working with seems to want to advise, 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 it's okay to stop them and ask them, hey, like, is there another way that you can, I would like also for you to support me. I would like also for you to ask me questions and get clear on things, not just tell me your perspective. Are you able to do that as well? It's okay to, to ask your coach this. It's not, and they might get offended and that's not about them. That's not about you. That's about them. And maybe this is a sign that this is not the coach for you. But it is okay in a coaching relationship to ask from your coach, hey, I feel like you've been doing, giving me a lot of advice, and while I appreciate it, I would also like you to wear some of your other hats as a coach. <laughs> it's okay to ask for this. All right, so number two was, does your coach focus more on giving advice or asking questions? Because it's very important that they ask you a lot of questions to understand you. So number three thing to look for. How much of your coaches, the prospective coaches package or work that they're going to do with you that you're paying for is how much of it is automated videos and worksheets versus one-on-one coaching? And I know a lot of my coaching friends out there just, you just got like a pit in your stomach. So I want to, I want to clarify this here. I'm not against videos as a tool in a coaching package. Don't get me wrong here. I personally don't use them. I don't use them much at all. And my reasoning why is because my coaching technique is to be as highly individualized for each of my clients as possible. And I feel that videos mislead my clients. I feel that videos mislead them to think that their experience of an issue is universal. And it's one that can be solved with a blanket solution or set of information. So therefore, they don't really need to explore within themselves. They just need to keep absorbing information from the outside to solve their problems. And I don't want to mislead my clients to do that because the type of coaching that I do is very, very individualized. So what I find is that generally speaking, (laughs) the general information is not always true for my clients. There is... Some general information that can be said, but how it applies into a person's life as an individual, which is where coaching focuses, that part varies as much as the number of people that I have as clients. Every I have so many people that come to me, and I say this so many times on the podcast that I have clients come to me with, and I'll say so many people come to me with this issue. And I think that makes people think that I just do take the same approach with these clients. But what I want you to understand is that I have so many clients that struggle with emotional eating and how we coach them through that for every client that I have struggling with emotionally emotional eating, the way I coach them through it is different for every client. Because for every client, how they got into emotional eating, how they understand emotional eating, how they see their own emotional eating is different. And therefore, the way that we are going to get them to move through that struggle is going to be different. So I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say that your coach can't have any videos or worksheets for you to do. And actually I do give my clients some worksheets to do because I find that some worksheets can get the client during the week when we're not having one-on-one sessions to ask themselves questions that are quite powerful. So I'm not against worksheets and I'm also not against videos. But the thing is, 
I personally feel that I want my coaching to reflect just how authentic my solutions are for their clients, for each of my clients. And I want it to reflect the importance of every person finding their authentic and genuine way through their struggles. And I feel that videos encourage people to think that their struggle is some universal generic struggle that only needs a universal and generic solution. And that if these universal and generic solutions don't fix, quote unquote, their problem, and that they're, they're not able to fix themselves with it, that somehow they're broken and that coaching doesn't work for them. And I don't believe this is true. And so therefore, I don't want to encourage that kind of thinking. If the solution did not work, then it is not because you're broken. It is because the solution was not your solution. It's not the solution for you. Now, this is not to say that solutions will not have some universal elements to them and that our struggles also tend to have some universal elements to them. But how the struggle presents itself in a person's life is as unique as their experience of life. And therefore, the solution to their struggle is just as unique. And again, I feel that videos leave the client alone trying to discover that unique solution for themselves. Whereas one-on-one coaching allows the coach to stand with the client in that space and guide them to find their own light switch to see that solution. Because if they were able to find their own solutions, they wouldn't be hiring a coach. And that's what makes coaching so effective is that we show clients their ability to find their own solutions and show them how their solution fits their life and it is unique for them and to empower them in finding those solutions and using them. And again, I want to say, don't, don't get me wrong. I cannot stress this enough. I'm not saying that if your coach uses videos that they are not an effective coach. But I would just pay attention to how much of their program is these automated videos and worksheets and how much of it is one-on-one coaching. Because there are people out there, again, because this industry, the, the business industry, or the business in general is finding out how monetarily lucrative coaching can be. And so there are a lot of people out there taking on the label as coach. And their, their goal is to just try and find a way to make huge passive income under the label of coach. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with passive income. So again, the coaches out there, I'm not trying to say you can't make passive income. Um, because I know that there are some coaches out there that are friends of mine that put out videos and people pay for them. And these coaches put out these videos not to substitute for their coaching. And they know that. The videos that they put out are designed to give people a taste of the information that they offer or that they they know about in coaching and the kinds of things that they work on with clients in coaching. Like for me with my podcast here, that's what I'm doing. I want you all to understand my podcast is not a substitute for coaching. The stuff I talk to you guys about on here is what I coach people on, but it is not coaching. Coaching is a process that you do with a coach. You can't listen to a coaching podcast and be coached by the podcast. Okay? So I want to be clear on that. And there, I know some coaches out there that put out videos and they know this is not coaching, but they use videos as a way to draw people into their network and get them interested in their coaching. Just like I use my, that's one of the ways in which my podcast 
um, is a tool for me as a coach is that it allows people to hear what it is that I do as a coach. And therefore, to be like, that sounds like something I would like help with. Maybe this guy can help me. So that's one one of the many reasons why I put out the podcast. Also because I want to offer this message of hope to these people out here that are struggling and thinking they're broken and that nothing can quote-unquote fix them. And so I offer my, my podcast as a way to open up the, the light to these people that coaching is here to help them. And also to offer them hope in the fact that they're not broken. So anyways, I think that in the modern world, we're so focused on quick fixes that we see videos as being like the, the solution and that therefore we can just like pay a coach to give us some videos to watch and that we'll just be coached and quote unquote fix ourselves and solve our problem. And what I want to say is that the coaches that put out these videos to attract you to their coaching the, they know that their coach that the videos do not substitute for their coaching. And what I want to offer is that the coaches out there that you might encounter when thinking of hiring a coach that are using videos as their sole way of coaching you. Like for instance, if you if you get a coach and literally you're going to be watching like you know, hundreds of videos and you get like and you're paying all of this money and you get maybe two live sessions with them, I would proceed with caution there. Because this person is probably more of an advisor than a coach. They're wanting to give you videos to advise you on how to do something. They're wanting to be a consultant um, or a mentor or an advisor. And if you're looking for a coach, you want someone who's going to have that powerful coaching relationship with you, which requires these one-on-one sessions, this powerful question asking and opening up parts of you and your life that you haven't looked at before. So when hiring a coach... It's okay to ask them how much upfront are you going to get one-on-one coaching with them. And you know what I what I I give assignments to my clients through the week. And I give them assignments to work on between our one-on-one coaching sessions and it allows them to kind of like work at them at their own pace and I find that having my my one-to-one sessions with them once a week and then giving them some worksheets or a worksheet or an assignment to take with them for the week and practice for a week until we meet again, that, that pace tends to work for a lot of people. And so my initial coaching contract is that. It's once a week and then um, I give them an assignment um, to, to kind of like take with them through the week and practice and then come back to me the next week and let's talk about what came up when you tried this on your own. And then I coach them. And then t- send them into the next week, sometimes with the same assignment, just with a new approach, um, sometimes with a different assignment. And so I find this pace works for a lot of people. But usually after the initial contract of working once a week um, for the 15 weeks um, and then them having an assignment in between, it is then up to the client to decide the pace at which they want to work with me that is authentic for them. So again, the, the power goes back into the coachee's or the client's hand at that point in time. And so, yes, effective one-on-one, effective coaching is going to require that your coach does one-on-one coaching with you and asks these powerful questions and is able to hold space for you to help you to navigate and find your answers. So if you're, if you're looking at hiring a coach and you look at the package that they're offering and it's almost entirely just, you're going to watch these videos and we're going to have this one one-on-one session in the beginning. You'll watch all these videos. And then at the end of the coaching package, we'll have one more one-on-one session together. And then you'll be on your own. 
I, I would offer caution here in moving forward with that coach. And maybe, maybe consider that this person might be confused about whether or not they're a coach and that maybe they're actually wanting to be an advisor, but they maybe don't know that that's the role that they want. So just proceed with caution in that area. <clears throat> Number four thing to look for when hiring a coach, and this is the last thing I'm going to ask you to look for when hiring a coach. Do you feel like your coach believes in their ability to coach you? And do you feel like your coach is confident in their ability to guide you through to your growth? And do you feel like your coach feels confident in your ability to grow and make goals and then live them? Because a coach's confidence in you and in their ability to guide you, is, it's so crucial to the coaching relationship. An uncertain coach may be a sign that this is not the coach for you. And maybe they're not willing to say no for many different reasons. But I would say then it is your responsibility as a client. Do you feel like this coach feels confident in you and in their ability to coach you? And this is not to say that if they don't feel confident that they're not a good coach, but they just not, they might not be the coach for you. All right, so the next thing I want to move on to is what can you expect to happen when you're working with a coach? So when you're working with a coach, you can expect, again, like I said, a lot of questions being asked of you. As I mentioned before, powerful questions are a huge tool in, a, in the coaching process. So you can expect for them there to be a lot of questions being asked. You can also expect that it's going to be uncomfortable. It's maybe even going to feel scary what the coach may suggest or ask you to consider or do. So remember that you hired this coach for growth and for goals that you want to achieve or that you want to go after, you want to live. And what this means is that you will be trying new and uncomfortable things and that's part of the process. This is also why it is so important to make sure that you feel safe and unjudged by your coach. It's because it's their job then to offer pushes to you to take actions that you're going to be afraid to take. And you know you want to take them because you know that they're going to get you closer to the life that you want and the goals that you're trying to achieve. But you're going to feel full of uncertainty. You're going to feel full of doubt. You're going to feel full of fear. And your coach is going to be there to encourage you, support you, and then also boost and push you into taking those actions before you feel fully comfortable taking them. That's part of the coaching process. You can expect that there will be uncomfortable and scary parts to coaching. That doesn't mean that something is wrong. But you can also expect that your coach is there to create a safe space of support and encouragement as you take these actions and decisions. And also you can expect that the questions being asked by you to learn you and to get into your world, those are going to be very uncomfortable sometimes too. Because new and uncertain actions will not always be external physical actions. Sometimes the actions that you're going to take with a coach are going to be actions in your belief system or looking at a different set of thoughts or your belief system or an area of your life you've kind of been avoiding looking at to take your power back. Your coach is there to guide you into looking at all of those without judgment. That's part of the action that you're going to take with a coach. 
and it will feel scary and it will feel uncomfortable and it's going to feel very uncomfortable sometimes because you're going to be looking at, I said, some very emotional stuff. And you're going to be emotionally and mentally navigating into spaces in your mind and life that you have probably been avoiding looking into for a very long time. So most of the time, these sort of unlooked at areas of your beliefs and thoughts are areas where your solutions are going to be lying. And therefore, it is your coach's job to guide you into looking at them. So it will feel uncomfortable. So I just want you to know that's part of it. That's what you can. Ex- that's part of what what you can expect in coaching. All right. Moving on. So let's talk about types of coaches and how to know which type of coach to pick, because there are so many different kinds of coaches out there in the coaching world. And in the coaching world, we like to use the word niche. So if you hear me use the word niche, you can kind of, if you're unfamiliar with what that means, you can kind of substitute it for the word specialization, okay? So because that's kind of what a niche is. Um, So coaches can niche or specialize in coaching people towards very specific goals. And what this usually is, is that it's a goal that they're very familiar with achieving that either they've helped so many people achieve or they've achieved themselves, So then the question becomes, how do you know what kind of coach is right for you? And I have a little bit of insight to offer you here. So first, I want you to ask yourself, how specific is the goal that you have? I find with many people who have never worked with a coach before that usually their goal in the very beginning is very vague and uncertain and that they don't really have a specific goal in mind. Some people don't have any goal in mind. Sometimes they think that they don't have goals. And they just know that they're they're like sort of unsatisfied with life and so they want to hire a coach. So if you find yourself in that position, then I have some advice for you. But first, if, what I want to say is if you find yourself as being a, per, a person that has a very specific goal, and this is usually someone who's worked with coaches before or is has generally been good at setting goals and achieving them in their life, but they have like maybe this one goal that they cannot seem to like get get traction on. So if that sounds like you, then then I would recommend to you start with looking at more specialized and niche coaches. Um, the more specific you are with your goal up front, the more specific you can be with like how specialized your coach is. And there are coaches out there for so, 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 so many specific specializations, my friends. Like, it's it's insane. You can have coaches for spiritual awakening, for organizing your home, for raising babies and toddlers, for raising twins, um, for starting your small business, for growing your business, for marketing your business, for losing weight, for gaining weight, for stopping drinking, um, for stopping emotionally eating, for relationships with family, for dating relationships, for the dating world. The list literally goes on and on and on and on. You can find so many, so many specialized coaches out there. So if you find yourself falling in the category of knowing your specific goal, then find a coach that specializes in your specific goal. Or if you know your goal and your goal is very broad and it's a lot of different things you want to work on, then then maybe you fall into this next category with the people that find themselves just not being happy with their life and can't figure out how to set a goal. So if you can't figure out how to set a goal, if you don't know what your goals are very clearly, 
Or if you're someone who has, like, just in general, your goal in life is to just feel more fulfilled in life, to feel like you have your power back in your life. If your goal is more general like that, then you fall into this category, and I would suggest hiring a more generalized coach, like just a life coach, or just a mindset coach, or just a health coach, or just a career coach. Or, and I I know that you're going to laugh, because I would say also a self-image coach. And I know I'm a self-image coach, which is why you might you might laugh at that. And the reason why I say that, that you might want to consider hiring a self-image coach as a generalized coach is this. Although it is a very specific thing to focus on, it is also the very base for all of your goals in life. Because, and I've talked to so many other coaches about this, if you have a specific goal with your business, with your health, with anything in life, and you do not have your self-image established in a way that you are happy with and, and concrete on and solid on and have your back on, then if you try and go after your goals, you are going to constantly be second-guessing yourself, reevaluating your goals, stopping and starting over, stopping and starting over, because your self-image will constantly change Every time you hit an obstacle and you think, oh, maybe I'm not good enough for that. Or someone might say something to you along the way that that implies that. And so what I always tell people is, as a self-image coach and an empowerment coach, I specialize very much in, in, in several areas. But also, what I can coach people on in their self-image and empowerment applies to so many broad areas in a person's life. So if you find yourself just like not being happy with life not knowing what your goals are or how to set them, um, or your goal is a broad goal and that's, that, that is your specific goal, I would recommend hiring a more generalized coach like someone who just calls himself a life coach, a health coach, a career coach, maybe a mindset coach, or a self-image and empowerment coach such as myself. <laughs> so then after you work with a more generalized coach and you set your goals and you start getting your, what I call like your goal setting and crushing mojo on, then I would say you can move on to more specialized coaches if you start having more and more specific goals and you want a coach that really specializes in that area. Then you can sort of start looking into um, quote-unquote niching down on your coach. And this is kind of like if you look, it's kind of like when you're sick, but you're not sure what's wrong with you, you go to your general practitioner. And once the disease is diagnosed, that general practitioner might treat it, or they may say, hey, we're going to refer you to a specialist. Same with coaching. But also, if you have a very specific sickness, and you know what kind of sickness it is, you may just automatically go to a specialist who specializes in that sickness, such as like going to an ear, nose, and throat specialist, or an eye doctor, or a chiropractor, or an orthopedic surgeon right off the bat. Um, Although I think with orthopedic surgeons, you have to have a referral to go to them, but that's beside the point. So it's kind of the same when hiring a coach. Um, Even if you know your goal very specifically, you may want the support of a coach who does not necessarily specialize in your specific goal. You may want to go to your quote-unquote general practitioner first, um, depending on the type of support that you want. For instance, Maybe you have the goal to grow your business, but you want support from a coach in your general life and learning how to manage and navigate that with your relationships with friends and family while you try and grow your business. 
So you want a more general coach rather than a coach who specializes in growing your business because they're going to coach you on growing the business. And what you want support in is actually how do I maintain my personal life over here at the same time? And I want a more generalized support than a business coach. So another thing that I would suggest for you, this is my biggest suggestion. If you this is your first time hiring a coach, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily recommend starting off with a very specialized coach. Start off with a coach who you feel will get you generally in your life into more of a space of power and taking actions and then refine your goals and hire a more specialized coach. More specialized coaches tend to come with a higher price tag and this is usually because people coming to them know very well what they want and there are also therefore fewer people that that need these coaches and so therefore the work that they're doing is very valuable for these specific people and the price tag will reflect that and it's totally worth that investment. Also, some general coaches are going to have pretty large price tags. And this is generally because they have either been coaching for a long time or just that they they know that their coaching is very effective and maybe they only take a small number of clients at a time because they want to really focus in on these clients and, and give them all of their time and the price tag is going to reflect that. And again, this is totally worth the investment. So this is, but this is something to look at as far as the price tag is going to probably reflect how specialized the coaching is. And that's something you want to consider when thinking about which coach to hire is, okay, so this person specializes very much in this and this is why this price tag is so high. Is that what I really want? Or do I want some more generalized support right now and then maybe later I hire this more specialized coach? (sighs) So basically... If this is your first time hiring a coach, you I'm not trying to say you cannot hire a very specialized coach. If you're very certain in what you want from a coach, then you can hire a very specialized coach from the beginning. But if you feel very uncertain and overwhelmed, then I would say hiring a more generalized coach in the beginning would benefit you. So that brings me to what kind of coach am I? <laughs> I'm going to talk to you a little bit about me and the kind of coaching that I do and why I chose to become a coach and why I chose to become the type of coach that I am. So most of you know, if you've listened to the beginning of my podcast, if you've seen my Instagram or my Facebook, I am a self-image and empowerment coach. That is my quote-unquote title as a coach. What does that mean? It means that I help people who feel lost in who they are and who they see themselves as. I help people who see themselves and speak to themselves in very negative ways and very destructive ways. And also they talk about themselves in very negative and destructive ways. I help people to find their authentic selves and to kind of shed away the layers of expectations that they put on themselves from other people that are not their own authentic wants for themselves in their lives. So I help people find that and establish an image of themselves internally and with their body externally and how they look at it in the mirror. And I help them to do that in this loving, compassionate, and empowered way. I guide people into finding the version of themselves they want to be when no one else's opinion is involved. And instead of seeing who they should be based on someone else's opinion, I help people find that version of themselves. And then I help them to live an empowered life from knowing that person. This is also why I took on the title of an empowerment coach. 
because I not only help people find them true self, their true selves and find the beauty, joy, and fulfillment in seeing that person, I then help them to empower themselves to live as that person in their life. And I guide people into a mindset that empowers them to feel like they can live as that person and show up in their life as that person 1000% and have their back on it. And, you know, I have a decade long background working in the nutrition fitness industry. So part of my process is that I guide people into healthy relationships with their physical body and developing a healthy relationship with their life and how they're taking care of it and their, their health habits. I used to actually be called a health coach. And and still what I do as a coach is I, I'm still kind of a health coach, but I niched down even further from that label of health coach. That doesn't make me not a health coach anymore, but I wanted people to understand that there's this very specific area that falls under health coaching that I think people didn't associate with a health coach. And so I niched down to the to the label of self-image and empowerment coach because I found in my years of working with people on their physical health that their self-image was the basis of that health. It's because it's what the their self-image was the basis for what they believed was possible for them and their ability to take back their life and start taking care of it physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And that this all came together to create a healthy life. And that when people came to me as a health coach, they wanted to immediately work on the diet and the exercise. And so I niched down to this this title of self-image and empowerment to show people, like, this is where your health starts. It doesn't start with those. And the fact that you're trying to start there is why you have not been successful yet. You're trying to start on step 20 and skip over steps 1 through 20. So I work with a lot of people on their health, but we start at a level so much deeper than the, the physical behaviors that create health in a person's life. And I have the second title of an empowerment coach because part of the work that I do is not only helping them to find that self-image and, and to find that love and that compassion and that, that, that certainty, that confidence in their self-image and that their health will be built on that. But then also I empower them to use that to create that healthy life. I guide them into creating a mindset for themselves that creates this unstoppable momentum within them to go after what they want with themselves, their lives, their goals, their health. And I teach them to stop looking at what they should want in life and what someone else thinks that they deserve in life and instead to find what they want and to empower them to go after it. And how it's not a scary, selfish, narcissistic place to be to know what it is that you want in life. Because my friends, what I find with a lot of people who are afraid of being selfish and narcissistic if they go after their genuine goals is that their genuine goals are very much wanting to contribute to the wellness of the world, but they can't because they're not contributing to the wellness of themselves. They are not well enough to show up in the world to contribute to the wellness of the world because they can't even contribute to the wellness of themselves yet. And so that's what I guide people through and, and into that confidence and certainty to take actions towards living the life that they want to be living in a powerful, compassionate and loving way. So yeah, I chose to niche down into a self-image and empowerment coach because before we can set any goals in life when it comes to our health or really anywhere, we have to know who we are. 
We have to know our purpose on a deep, deep level and what we are here to create in life before we set out on the journey of creating goals and crushing them on the external. And I learned this after years, almost a decade of working with people on their goals and their fitness and their health and their nutrition. And the people who who I did observe in this decade-long experience who were able to set these goals and achieve them were the people that had a defined and powerful and loving self-image and therefore were willing to take steps into those scary, uncertain actions and have their back on it until they were just heading towards their goal unstoppably. So at the core of any person you see as successful in life, I guarantee you there is a strong, unshakable, and loving self-image, and that's where their success started. And that's where I feel that everyone's success starts. And that's why I empower people to to look at their self-image and to focus on that first and then move outward from there. And that's why I coach people in what I do. So areas that I have clients come to me struggling with the most, because I know that this, this description I just gave you could be a little bit vague and maybe you're a bit confused. Maybe you want to know, like, well, what are some specific issues that you help people solve? So low self-worth, low motivation, or what people, a lot of people will call laziness, like I'm lazy. A negative or painful body image. A very destructive or negative relationship with food that therefore leads to either eating disorders, unhealthy weight gain, unhealthy weight loss, because it can also be obsessive dieting, um, or various other health issues related to not eating enough food or eating too much food or eating food that doesn't serve their body. So yeah, that's another issue that I that I help solve. Also, people come to me with issues of having no confidence in their ability to do anything that they set out to do. Um, I also have many clients that come to me with the belief that that they or their bodies are somehow broken in some way. And they believe this because they just can't seem to make any changes in their life to live healthier or to feel fulfilled in their life. So this is another another thing that I help people solve is why are they in this position? And how can we get you into a position of power where you are taking these actions towards these healthier habits that you want to have in your life and show them that they can do it? I also have many clients who come to me struggling with people-pleasing issues because their self-image is not defined. And so therefore, they they need other people to define their self-image for them by being pleased with them. And they look for these external validations in other people to validate to them that they are a good person. And so therefore, their self-image is undefined and they struggle with people-pleasing. So people come to me a lot with this inauthentic living and this people-pleasing nature and constantly giving, 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 trying to make people happy with them so that they can feel happy with themselves. So these are a few of the many issues that I work with people on. As Oh yes, and emotional eating. <laughs> emotional eating is a huge one. These are a few of the, the, the issues that I work with people on as a self-image and empowerment coach. I also work well with people who have no idea what their goals in life might be. <clears throat> and they just know that they feel unhappy with their life, unsatisfied with it, and like they're trapped in it or unfulfilled by it. I work well with people who have very specific goals in wanting to work on their health, their self-image, confidence, relationship, and with themselves and others. So I can work well with either of these groups of people. And this is not to say that I'm a coach for everyone. But I will say that if you feel like your self-image is uncertain 
and that you're constantly changing it based on what you think other people think about you or what you think that you should think about yourself based on what you think other people think about you. Or if your self-image feels disempowered or negative in any way, then self-image coaching will not just serve you in creating that self-image. It will branch out into every area of your life and how you live it and what you believe is possible for you in it. So basically, your self-image is the ground you walk on as you try to take steps towards your goals in life. So if you have not worked on it, then you probably want to take the time to do so, and a self-image coach would be an amazing investment for you. And on top of that, I have this huge field and background in health and exercise and nutrition, And I can offer this to you to launch you into healthy living habits that are then going to support you performing your best with the most focused energy and and a healthy, vital body. You know, when you're going after your goals, it's important to have that, that feeling of vitality and energy in your body and in yourself and in your life. And so I can support you here too, because like I said... I was a health coach before I was a a self-image and empowerment coach, and I still am a health coach. I just don't call myself that because that title is so vague that I think it confuses people as to what I do. And where I start my work with people is at the the very core of their health, which is their self-image, and empower them to use that to create their healthy life. So... If you have thought to yourself recently or in the past, I wonder if having a coach would be right for me, here's what I want to say. If you've considered it, then the answer is yes. If you've thought, do I want to work with a coach, or I wonder if having a coach would be right for me, then my insight, my feedback for you here is this. Considering it is a sign that having a coach would change your life greatly in the direction that you're desiring. And I would say, therefore, with the most certainty, yes, you want to hire a coach. And you now have some guidelines to follow and be clear on why it is that you would want to hire a coach, what to look for when hiring a coach, and what kind of coach would work best for you. And, you know, there's so much more to talk about here, but for the sake of keeping this podcast under two or, you know, five hours, (laughs) I'm going to leave it here for you guys. You guys now understand a little bit about coaching, what it is, what it is not, what to look for, what not to look for, and what kind of coach might be right for you. And the last question I want to leave you with considering, or not question, thing I want to leave you with considering is if you are considering hiring a coach, then that already is an answer that yes, you need to do it. Stop thinking about it and do it. And I said that was the last thing, but I've got one more thing. One more thing. Coaching does have a price tag. And when you find that coach and the price tag comes up, what I want to offer you is that your mind is going to start saying things like, oh, no, we don't want to spend that much money on a coach or in various different ways. That's a lot of money to spend or, oh, my God, no, that's the I don't want to spend that much money. Is coaching worth that much money? And here is what I want to say. Remember this. Coaching is not a thing that costs you something. Coaching is an investment that returns to you what you put into it times 1,000. You don't pay money for coaching. You invest money in yourself through hiring a coach. And switching to this mindset will serve you very much in the process of considering looking for a coach. You are not spending money on coaching. You are making an investment in yourself with the help of a coach. Okay? So my friends, if you are considering hiring a coach, 
do it. If the price tag is scary for you, stop telling yourself that it's not worth spending the money on. This is an investment. It's not about spending money. There is a huge difference in an investment and spending money. You are not paying money or spending money for coaching. You are investing in yourself through a coach. All right? So I hope this offered you all some clarity, some more certainty. I hope this has encouraged some of you who've been sitting on the fence about hiring a coach to get off the fence, get off the fence, stop sitting in inaction and fear and take that courageous action and hire a coach. Okay. I love you all so, 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 so much. And every single one of you could benefit from having a coach. And those of you who've truly been thinking it and considering it, stop thinking about it. The future is not guaranteed to you. The past no longer exists. The only time you truly ever have is right now. So take that action now. I love you all. I'll talk to you again next week. All right. Ciao. Hey, thank you for listening in this week. I hope you enjoyed the content of this episode. If you did, please subscribe or follow this podcast to receive the newest episodes every week as I bring them to you here on the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. Ratings, reviews, and comments are always appreciated. These allow me to know more of what my listeners would like in the podcast and allow for more people who may be searching for a podcast just like this one to find the Connect Your Health to Life coaching channel. If you would like more information about me and the work that I do with my clients one-on-one, then please visit my website at www.slch.ch. Again, that is www.slch.ch. You can also find me on social media on Instagram at sethlusk underscore coaching. Again, that is sethlusk underscore coaching. And on Facebook and my free Facebook group community called A Healthy Life Connection. We would love to have you in the group, and it's only three membership questions that you have to answer to join. And again, it's entirely free. And if you need any further information or just want to say hello, feel free to send me an email directly at slusk.health at slch.ch. Again, that is slusk.health at slch.ch. Thank you again so much for listening, and I look forward to our next time together. Ciao.